You're listening to WGSR, bringing hope and comfort to the world, 24 hours a day. going on everyone and welcome to another edition of god stories radio this is session 290 i'm fritz and i'm tina what's going on over there babe hey i am just excited to be doing a show i know it i want to welcome everybody on the mixer tonight you have dialed into a good one i promise you because our good friend from perth australia is on the line pastor terry yeah it's yeah i am so excited that he's going to be on the show oh i know uh, it but uh, I know that uh, it's been a, a great week. And, it has. You know, good, lots of good things happening. And how was your week? My week was great. Wonderful. Busy, yeah. but great. Yeah. I too. chose to make it great. You have to choose. Right? You have to choose. You do have that choice. Yeah, absolutely. And for all of you who gave us some Facebook likes, thank you so much. We are going to actually read those out next session because um, we are still getting used to the hang of things as far as not having Mike out (laughs) to provide all those things to us. So we really appreciate your patience with us as we get used to the new normal for us. It's a shame that I didn't save the wadded up sticky notes. (laughs) I have them. Oh, I you have do? Them in my book, yeah. Oh no way! Yeah. So I. Well, still, how cool is that? I still have um, Mike's handwriting on them and so forth, so it's kind of cool. Robert Herman says, "Good evening, Australia is a beautiful country. I was there in '03 when first Martiv oh Marines had to pull into port there. Loved it. Ooh. Wow, that's cool. I need my glasses on to see that all the way over there." <laughs> You don't have that on the big TV. <laughs> Getting old ain't for sissies. I know. Well, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Hey, calling in from Perth, Australia. Yeah. Who so do we have? We have Pastor Terry Nightingale. He's a pastor serving in the southern suburbs of Perth, West, Western Australia. Uh, he's previously worked in Christian education, both in the UK and Perth. He's graduated from both seminary with a master's degree in divinity in 2016, and he loves sharing the gospel and teaching the word of God. Uh, So Terry and his wife Sue arrived in Australia in 2003 from the UK for a one-year adventure, and they never looked back. They ended up staying there. So um, the beaches, the sun, and God's call upon their lives persuaded them to settle down in the land down under. And today they have two grown-up children, both married with four grandchildren and counting. And Terry also writes a popular weekly blog at terrynightingale.com. They're four-minute devotions, so nice, short, Bible-centered messages for the busy Christian on the go. And he also writes Christian worship music and plays the guitar. So very, very talented guy. Uh, Looking Back to Forward is his first nonfiction book. Uh, for Christian leaders, in fact, uh, for anyone who occasionally faces discouragement or setbacks, his second book, based on his blog, in, is entitled Bite Sized Devotions for the Busy Christian. And both are published by Karis Publishing. 
So without any further ado, we'd like to welcome Pastor Terry Nightingale to the show. Pastor Terry, welcome. Thank you, Tina and Fritz. Lovely to uh, lovely to meet you, and thanks so much for having me on your show. I was just thinking, uh, Fritz, if you were here in 2003, um, that's when we arrived. We might have met and not realized it. Actually, well, that was, yeah, that was actually not me. That's uh, one of our listeners that was uh, chatting, uh, Mr. Robert oh, okay. Herman. He's a regular uh, with us on, on Thursday nights, and he was there. Yeah, so Robert Herman, thank okay. you. For, for... Well, Robert, we might have met. We might have met in 2003. Who knows? <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> that be something? Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Uh, yeah, we actually, we have another person who is um, based in Perth, Australia, who's been on the show okay. before, Jacob Yardley, and I think he was session 83 or 87. Um, but Okay. Do you know, that is very strange because I, uh, I, I got up this morning and noticed um, on Messenger, I had a message from somebody. And it was somebody called Jacob Yardley. And I haven't actually read the message yet. So that is, uh, I don't know whether that's linked to what we're doing today. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be reading that message later. So I'm looking forward to meeting Jacob. Wonderful. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Great. That's great. Because I told him we were going to have you on the show. And I was wondering if you two were were friends or, or acquaintances at all. But that's they reached out. That's great. Yeah. And you'll be able to listen we're to his testimony as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a small world here in Perth. Um, uh, you know, they talk about six degrees of separation with people. You know, you can usually work out, you right. know, connecting points between people. Um, I reckon it's about two or three degrees of separation in Perth. <laughs> uh, because, you know, wherever you go, you'll meet another, particularly in the Christian world, yes. wherever you go, you'll meet another believer and you'll say, oh, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, how do you know? Oh, you know, yeah. and those conversations happen all the time. Well, that's and, wonderful. Uh, that's great. Yeah, love it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Pastor Terry. Okay. Well, it's fantastic living in this country. Um, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about um, uh, how hot it is here. So at the moment, we're in the middle of summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's uh, it's going to be 39, they tell us. It's going to be 39 degrees Celsius. Today. Now, I think, Tina, you were working out what that is in Fahrenheit. Yeah, it was 102, 102 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. So, <laughs> I, I mean, that sounds high to me. Does that, does that sound high to you guys? Uh, 102? Oh, yes. <laughs> what, well, you know, my wife, Sue, was uh, driving home from work yesterday, and uh, when she got in her car, she'd actually parked her car um, out in the sun all day. And uh, she worked in a Christian school and she'd uh, just parked her car there. And, uh, and it'd been in the sun all day. And she said the temperature inside her car was 45 degrees Celsius. So Ooh, if 39 hot. equals 102, right. 45 is, wow, you know, that's, um, that's kind of stuff starting to melt, I think. So, yeah, I mean, we're, but I love the, I love the climate here. It's such a blessing to live here. Um, I come from the UK. Um, as you said in your introduction, uh, we came out here in 2003, but Sue uh, was already an Aussie. She uh, was born here. Uh, she uh, is what they call a first-generation Australian, uh, which basically means her parents were not Australian. They were actually uh, English and Scottish. Oh, wow. Um, actually, they've, they've got a really cool story. Can I tell you very briefly their story? Sure. Have you ever seen the movie Titanic? 
Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, you know, so, so, you know, basically, uh, you know, you've got a kind of, kind of rough and ready guy, haven't you? And a very posh English young lady. Yes. Um, well, that, that's Sue's parents <laughs> on oh. the boat. Oh, wow. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, um, they, her parents, I love, I love Sue's parents. I mean, they're not with us now. They're with the Lord now, but, uh, they were just wonderful, wonderful people and, uh, came to the Lord later in life. Um, but he was from the rough end of Glasgow, Scotland, and she was, um, and she wouldn't mind me saying this, she was quite posh from the south of England. Uh, <laughs> some people think I'm posh, but she was really posh. But, um, and they met, they met on the, on what was the, um, 10 pounds poems. Now that's, that's when, uh, the government of Australia was, was inviting people to, uh, in the sixties, at fifties and sixties to come to this country with their skills. And basically, they had free passage here if they committed to two years' work, you know. And so they, so um, Sue's mum and dad did that, and they met on the phone, and they fell in love, and they fell in love with Australia, and they uh, and they stayed here, and they uh, they raised three girls, and their youngest became my wife. Um, That's beautiful. But, uh, you know, many many years later, um, they were living back in the UK, and that's where Sue and I met, and so we met at church. And, uh, I was, um, I'd got to a place in my late twenties where I was starting to play, Lord, if it's your will, I'd really like to meet the right person and get married. And, uh, um, and P.S. Could it be a gorgeous blonde? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, not because um, you ask not. I, sorry, say again. I said, you have not because you ask not. <laughs> the Lord Amen. says to be specific, yeah. you know, be specific. That's right. Be specific in your prayers. So, uh, so I prayed for daughters blonde. And anyway, I actually met Sue's mum and dad before I met her. And we struck up a lovely friendship. And um, it was really nice because they wanted me to marry her as well oh. uh, before she and I actually met. And so uh, that was lovely. So we, we married in uh, in 87. 1987. So we are. How does that? How much is that? That that means we have been married. Thirty-two <gasps> years, is it, or longer than so that? 1987, 1987 to 2022. That's 35, isn't it? Oh God! Yeah, Pastor Terry's dropping oh. the math on us tonight. I know. I'm I'm feeling old, guys. <laughs> 35. Oh, you're in good company. Um, <laughs> well, um, I I think a big shout out. Sue, my wife, she deserves a very big medal for putting up with me over the years. Um, you know, the grace of God is is huge. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's testimony to God's faithfulness that um, uh, what He's done in in our lives over the years. Um, and we've been we were blessed with with uh, two kids who have grown up, and um, uh, our son uh, lives out here in Perth, and he's a school teacher. Um, and he's married to Cuts, Dutia, and they've got a little one. Um, and, uh, uh, he's, he's, uh, a worship leader at his church. And, um, uh, I always say to people, you know, I taught, I taught Rob to play the guitar, but he, he weighs the past his teacher, <laughs> um, <laughs> early, early on, you know, so I mean, he's, he's, uh, really talented, you know, a place God for that. Uh, but really humble with it. Um, so he's he's really into the Christian music scene. In fact, he's going to be releasing some 
music professionally real soon. Well, I want to put in for an autographed copy. All right. Well, I think it may be one of these electronic things that go out on playlists and stuff like that. Oh, like Uh, Spotify and whatnot. uh, Sure. Yeah, I think it's going out that way. But, you know, we're still working out how best to do that. But, but yeah, he was in a recording studio a few months back and done a great job. And, and our daughter, Jo, uh, beautiful Christian, married to a lovely guy, Tom, and they they got three kids. And they live over in the UK. So um, uh, we are looking forward to seeing them uh, later in the year. But um, uh, I thought I'd tell you how I became a Christian. Is that okay? Yes, please. Um, because uh, I was kind of a weird teenager, you know. I... Um, Part of me really wanted to know what this God stuff was all about, but part of me was kind of rebelling against it too, you know. And um, so I had a I had a good friend at school um, who kept challenging me with um, thinking about the Bible and thinking about the gospel, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would say to him, "Look, I'm a, of course I'm a Christian. I go to church," but he wasn't satisfied with that. He said, uh, "Yeah, but have you actually personally?" responded to the message of Jesus. You know, have you actually asked Jesus to forgive your sins and asked him into your life? You know, it's not good enough just to go to church. You know, you've actually got to make a personal response to the gospel. And so that really irritated me. Right. <laughs> that he, would, he would challenge me like that. Um, but at the same time, I had a heap of questions. You know, I had a lot of questions about life, the universe and everything. And, and uh, I really wanted to know uh, some of those answers. So, um, that went on for a while, and then uh, when I left school, um, I went to uni, university in London. Mm-hmm. I was in London for five years, and I met a guy there um, who we became very, very good friends with. And uh, uh, and uh, he was uh, he was very different in character uh, to my first friend um, in that he didn't kind of challenge me in the way that my friend did, my first friend did, but he. He just very patiently led me through the scriptures, led me through the Bible. And so I had a lot of questions about stuff. And he would just say, well, let's have a look at this passage of scripture here and let's have a look at this verse. And he basically answered all my questions. And I realized that I had never made that personal response that my first friend was challenging me to and that I needed to to do that. And so um, I remember visiting a church one Sunday evening in London. Um, and uh, the preacher there, pastor there, were just, just, just speaking the gospel, basically, just telling, telling us about Jesus, who he was, and why he died on the cross. And I just remember going home to my where I was staying, and just kneeling by my bedside, nothing dramatic, and just asking Jesus into my heart, and that was it. Um, and um, it was, but you know, I'd love to say, hey, everything, everything in my life, then really just into place and I've had this amazing fantastic victorious blessed life ever since but that's you know that's not true is it um because you then have challenges that hit you and um uh and uh you know you have to deal with things as uh as God gives you grace to deal with things Uh, and I think um I think when I look back over a number of years now so I'm I'm still a young man in my 60s now um, so kind of looking back over the last sort of 40 years ago, uh, 40, 40 years or so, 
um, I think, well, okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, uh, that's not been easy necessarily. But you know, the thing about uh, knowing the Lord is that He's always He's always there to give you the grace you need in whatever you go through. Amen know? to that. And so I don't think that I don't think the I don't think the Bible promises an easy life. I think it promises. Um, the presence of the Savior as you go through life. You know? Yeah, because in this life you will have trouble. You will. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think if yeah, you so live that's, that's, if you live for him in any regard, you're going to have some some pushback. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you know, I think some of it uh, certainly for me, um some sometimes you have dreams and ambitions and things that you want to achieve in life. Um, so you, met, you very kindly mentioned uh, my book, and one of the reasons why I wrote the book was because um, uh, a number of sort of dreams and visions and ideas and things that I really wanted to achieve um, didn't work out for me. And um, one of the journeys I've been on really is trying to align my will to, to God's will, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, when things don't work out as you hope they would, you know, when a dream doesn't come true as you thought it might, um, how, how does God put that into perspective? You know, how do you how do you learn from that? How do you move forward? How do you find out God's will? You know, how how do you walk into the things He wants you to do rather than just me doing the things I want to do? You know, and that's a continual journey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been uh, something that I've been thinking about a lot in the last sort of few years or so. I think the Lord cares about our dreams and our aspirations. I do too. Yeah. I think he does. Yeah. Matter of fact, you said yeah. something when we were talking earlier about talent. Um, yeah. And uh, growing that talent. Would you mind yeah. going into that a little? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, so I grew up in a musical family. And, and I was sharing with you guys earlier, wasn't I, that um, I was very blessed to, to grow up in such a family because I love music. And uh, I know you guys too. Uh, so for the listeners, I'm looking at a picture of, of Fritz on this awesome drum kit. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm very jealous because I sold my drum kit last year and now I really miss it. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you feel like you miss God? Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I would love to get my drum kit back, but we just have, don't have the space for it. Uh, so um, that's why I sold it. Uh, but I love the look of your drum kit. Anyway, um, so I grew up in a musical uh, home, and um, my my dream in my teens was to be a rock star. You know, to be honest, um, anybody had said, you know, what do you what do you what would you would you aim for? You know, what do you dream for? Uh, well, I want to be in the music scene. I want to. Um, you know, I grew up in the in the seventies in the UK, which was an incredible time for music creativity. Um, you know, lots of new musical styles were being formed in the UK and in the US as well, weren't there? Yes. Um, so it was an amazing time to be alive, um, and I, I wanted to be part of all of that. You know, and uh, it's interesting, you know, because I I do believe God gives us dreams and God gives us uh, um, things to go for. Um, but, um, you know, they, they uh, I, I certainly didn't get that break to, to be the, the, the musician, the, uh, the singer that I wanted to be. And, but then I became Christian 
So I became a Christian when I was about 19. Um, and so, uh, and I, I probably wouldn't have said this at the time, but on hindsight, um, I'm looking back and I'm thinking, you know, I wanted to be a rock star when I, before I was a Christian. I think if I'm honest, when I became a Christian, I wanted to be a Christian rock star. <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, uh, I mean, I did, I did want to serve God, but I don't think my motives were entirely pure, you know. I think I was, I think I wanted to have the limelight, you know. I wanted to be, I wanted to be up there on stage, you know. I wanted to be doing the stuff like, you know, you know, in those days it was people like, um, Second Chapter of Acts and Larry Norman and, you know, all those guys were, were, were doing things in the music world. Uh, God at that time, weren't they? So they were kind of my heroes, you know, and I was thinking, oh, Lord, I want to do that. I want to do that stuff, you know. And, um, but, you know, I don't think I wanted that, you know. So, you know, my dream was to be a successful Christian musician, but that door never opened for me, you know. And I think on hindsight, that's, that was a good thing, actually, because I think um, if I'd reached that kind of level of success, you know, however you define success, if I'd reached that level at that time and that age I was, that maturity I was, I, you know, I, I think I probably wouldn't have honoured God very much, you know. So, um, so I think it was His grace that that didn't work out. But, but that doesn't mean God doesn't want to use the gifts He's given you, you know, in in other ways and, and in more humble ways. And, and I've always felt that, particularly with things like music, or in fact any gift we have. And again, we were talking about this earlier, guys, weren't we? That, you know, when God gives you a gift, um, he doesn't give it to us all neatly packaged. You know, it's like um, when you dig a diamond up from under the ground, you know, it's not all cut and shiny and, and ready to go on a ring. You know, you've then got the, the, the hard process of forming it into something beautiful. And uh, I mean, most people know this, that with any ability we have, you know, I think... Um, Part of the joy of discovering God's will for us is to work at those gifts that we discover and, you know, to do the hard graph, you know. And so, so, um, uh, so I've, I've played the guitar and been involved in worship in, in churches over the years. And, uh, interesting that in now I'm in my young sixties. Um, I've really been challenged. I've really felt the challenge to keep growing, um, uh, in musical skill. Um, and uh, to keep pushing myself and to, to try and honour God as best I can. So, so I've actually signed up for online guitar lessons to try and improve and get better. That's wonderful. Um, and yeah, and just see see how God might use that. And I think too, as we get um, we grow in in age, that it just opens up the door for second careers, second uh, opportunities, things that we might never have had time to do before was always on the back burner. Um, it gives us an opportunity to bring some new life into those things. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think definitely, um, uh, certainly people of my sort of age group, um, some of them are kind of entering into semi-retirement or, or full retirement you know, wondering what to, how God wants to use uh, them in in that era of life now. And yeah, it, this is a good time to rediscover some of those gifts and abilities and work on them again and say, hey, God, where do you want to use this? You know, Absolutely. I know that Fritz and I think about that a lot as uh, as we continue to 
to plus hit the plus sign on those years as well. Amen. (laughs) Yes. But it's exciting. I think, you know, because God uses us in different ways through different phases of our lives. Yeah. And there's a beauty to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So tell us about some of the things that you're working on right now, Pastor Terry, like uh, in ministry and uh, maybe even in in music. Yeah. Well, uh, so I have the the joy and privilege of pastoring a small church here uh, called Southern River Church of Christ. And it's such a wonderful bunch of people. And uh, so we're seeking to be a a gospel-centered church here in the southern suburbs of Perth, and uh, so like any church around the world, you know, we're facing the challenges of the pandemic and, uh, you know, and um, and everything that that brings, uh, but also seeking to be faithful with the gospel and uh, to care for one another as well. So, you know, so that's my main calling, and it's a joy to do that. Um, but I guess in spare time, um, uh, I, I also... Uh, I'm wanting to just get the word of God out as much as I can. And so um, one of the things God gave to me when I became a Christian was just a real love for the, for the Bible. Um, and I remember one time just um, just spending some time just reading through the whole thing, you know, um, and uh, uh, just cover to cover. And just I was just absorbed in it, you know. Um, and so he gave me a love for the word. And I've always had that, you know, uh, and I, I, I guess I've always been surprised when I then met Christians who don't seem to read their Bibles very much. And I don't need to say that in a kind of judgmental way, but I guess because God gave me such a love for his word, I, I've been surprised when, when other people don't seem to, you know, mm-hmm. um, but because, uh, because, uh, because I love his word and because, um, uh, and this, this, this must happen to you guys. Uh, you know, you, you open your Bible and you, you read a story that uh, you've read so many times or you've heard so many times before. And then suddenly you see something in that story and you think, oh, my word, I never saw that before. Wow, that's great. His living and, word. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that happens to me quite a lot, I think. Yes. Um, where I, I would just read something and I'll just see something I never saw before, you know, or just something just hits my heart you know, or it just makes me go off on a thought process. And that happens to me quite a lot. So um, I've, in recent years, um, really felt just to write things down and get into writing. And particularly when something inspires from the word, just to, to start putting that down on paper or start, you know, typing that and see, you know, if that can be useful anywhere. And um, when I started writing the book, looking back to move forward, um, one of the things that um, I realized was that, um, well, who's going to buy the book? You know, I mean, I am nobody. You know, I'm this little guy from a little city in the, um, actually the most isolated city in the world, uh, Perth. You know, who's going to be interested in buying my book? Because, uh, you know, I'm not anybody famous. And um, somebody suggested that that, uh, I ought to have an electronic platform, they said. Um, I didn't know what they meant, really, but um, uh, obviously that meant, you know, I, I, I needed to be 
um, a little bit more visible, I suppose. And if I'm honest with you, I, I don't think I started the four-minute devotions blog. I don't think I started those for the right reasons. I think it was just to get an electronic platform, you know. And uh, so it wasn't the purest of reasons. Um, but, you know, the, the Lord was gracious and he kept, kept giving me ideas, just a little... Um, just little things to bless people on their way, you know, just little devotions, little thoughts for the day based around a word of scripture. And I just started posting those every week on this blog. And to my great surprise, um, I started to get people writing back saying, hey, thanks for that. That's just what I needed to hear today. Wonderful. You know, people are hungry. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, the grace of God, you know, I didn't do this for the right reason. Um, but by his grace, he is still using these messages, you know. So, 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 yeah, so I just kept going, kept writing things. So I've been doing that two years now. And then, um, I have a great friend in the church who uh, does a, um, a podcast, a Christian podcast. Actually, I'll do a shout out for him if that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, his name's, his, his name's Rodney Olson and he does a podcast called Bleeding Daylight, Bleeding Daylight. And he basically interviews people um, with their stories. And he's he uh, before he now works for Compassion. Um, but before he uh, worked for Compassion, he was on local Christian radio. Um, so he's very good at what he does. Um, and he he's a great interviewer, and um, uh, he's 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 interviewed some people with some great stories. Anyway, Rodney said to me, hey, you know, maybe you should try doing these as a podcast and uh, these devotions that I was doing. So so I then launched the Four Minute Devotions the podcast um, uh, about a year or so ago. And again, you know, to my surprise, uh, similar sort of reaction, you know, people seem to be blessed by, by what they're hearing. And I guess, um, I guess like you were saying, Fritz, you know, people are hungry for the word of God, I think. You know, and I think sometimes, sometimes people pick up their Bible and they're not sure what to read. Uh, sometimes life can be uh, just unbelievably busy or stressed, and uh, people, you know, just haven't got the time to sit down and read their Bible. Um, but maybe, maybe uh, just um, clicking a button on their phone and listening to a four-minute devotion as they walk to the coffee shop or whatever. You know, maybe that's helpful to people. Um, so, so I still do those today, and um, I, I get the latest project now. Uh, and again, it's all because I love the Word of God, and uh, I believe God wants me just to use that. Um, is I'm now uh, in the process of doing a discipleship series called "Following Jesus Through the Eyes of Mark." So it's basically taking people through the Book of Mark, a series of Bible studies, which would be uh, would take about a year, um, once a week. And I'm working at creating those on video with um, PDF documents for people to work through that kind of thing. So, so yeah, I, I love I love sharing the Word of God and I love teaching it. And so, um, those are the opportunities the Lord seems to have given me. That's it, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I I didn't know all that when we when we spoke before the show. That's fantastic. Uh, is your is the podcast or the devotionals are they on Spotify or any kind of listening platforms that we can get here in the states? 
So the, the four-minute devotions, the podcasts, uh, they should be on all the major platforms. Um, but you can also access them through my website, uh, which you very kindly mentioned earlier, terrynightingale.com. Um, the Bible studies, following Jesus through the eyes of Mark, that's going to come out on YouTube. Um, uh, and that's going to come out uh, at the end of February, and, and they're going to be one released every week. And as I say, it, in, and accompanied with Bible study notes that people can use and work through. Um, so I guess if there's anyone um, who would be interested in receiving those, um, maybe they could drop me a line by email or something. Um, I'd be happy to uh, include them in the mail out. Um, so I, I, I can give you my email if that's okay. Yeah, um, go right ahead. And if we have uh, anybody so, uh, uh, contact us, yeah. we'll, we'll forward it on. But you can give it okay. out directly so the, if you're comfortable with Yeah, that. go right ahead, Pastor Terry. Yeah, all right. Well, the email is um, terry, terry.nightingale41. Uh, I'd like to be able to say the 41 is my age, but it used to be a long time ago. Um, that, uh, so Terry, T-E-R-R-Y dot Nightingale, N-I-G-H-T-I-N-G-A-L-E, 41, at gmail.com. All right, so that's Terry dot Nightingale at gmail.com. No, no, no. Huh? Uh, Terry dot Nightingale 41. Oh, 41. That's yeah. right. The number 41. Yeah, you yeah. Got to remember my age in there. The <laughs> I'll never forget it now. There we go. <laughs> and that was at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That's the one. Yeah. Well, I'm going to like and subscribe on YouTube. I definitely want to see the devotions. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. I have friends that would love to, you know, tune into something like that. I think I'm looking okay. more forward okay. to coming to Australia and hanging out with you. <laughs> Oh, you'd, you'd be really welcome. You'd be rare. bring that drum kit with you, Chris. Well, sure. <laughs> I got one. I'll give you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it, but my wife would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Inviting that guy from the states. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this uh, is dude. this has been fantastic. It really has. And you've just been an absolute joy to have on the show, Pastor Terry. We can't thank you enough for agreeing to do this and being patient with us. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's been a real blessing. Really good to meet you guys. Absolutely. And we'll have to have you on again in the future and get an update from you and find out how things are going. You betcha. We would love to do that. And then, then maybe uh, have your lovely wife say a few words. I'm sure she'd love it. <laughs> he paused there for a second. He scared me. Oh, I did. No, no. I'm just thinking. She, I, I just know what she would say. Just say, no, that's your thing, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to get to know the whole person. Yes, you know. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Pastor Terry, do stay in touch with us because now you are part of the yeah. GSR family. You betcha. And anything I can do to help you out production-wise, just let me know. I'd be glad to help. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Appreciate it. And also, what you're doing. Yeah. I also want to thank everybody that's been on Mixler tonight. Uh, Robert Herman, Nola Joe, and there's three other people that uh, 
I can't see who you are, so if you follow us, and uh, thanks, uh, Robert and Joe, for chatting with us tonight. And uh, thanks again to Pastor Terry Nightingale from Perth, Australia. Well, all right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, that about wraps it up for session 290. I'm Fritz. And I'm Tina. You guys have a great week. <laughs>